0: The following podcast is recorded and produced by Emerge, a media creators
1: co-op, an affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Virtual Souls Podcast. I'm your host, Jules Houston to my left. We got for the first time ever all three hosts on this podcast at once. We got LeBron James, got D-Wade, and you got myself, Joel Anthony. I rode, the, I their coattails, man. I ain't got nothing. You feel me? I, I I'm just here. But uh, introduce, Joel introduce yourselves, you guys.
2: Um, I was on here last week. I'm Demond. Um, I did not replace Dame. Dame's here. You know the controversy, confusion. I did not replace Dame. I'm Demond. So. Appreciate yeah. the love from the last episode that y'all gave me, man. I'm glad to be here.
3: And I'm Damien. I'm back. Had to take a week off, get some tattoos done. But I'm ready to fill back into my role.
1: Uh, in translation, he hates the grind. He's not really a part of uh, the team. <laughs> uh, that's just LeBron, though. He just, he flip flops one day here, one day he there. But um, what'd you get a tattoo of?
3: Um, I'm actually started it. It's not looking too good right now. It's peeling real bad. But um, I got the Antler Queen from uh, Yellow Jackets. Oh, okay. So it's a two-part uh, tattoo. I got a lot of it done. On Thursday, and I'll be going back in November to finish everything up.
1: That's nice. That's nice. Uh, So, just another excuse we miss another episode. Don't yeah, be it. will right? be on a Wednesday, hey, bro. me? I get it. But uh, <laughs> to get into things, man, Uh, we're all gamers here, you know. We really connected the most on NBA 2K24, not 24, 23. Huge year for you, Demond, you know, started streaming and whatnot. Uh, Damien's, like, first year back playing 2K full-time.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: What's your first impression of 2K24? Because, I mean... It is is new. It's only went out what, four or five days? Like. Well,
3: I only mm-hmm. played it for the first time last night, but I actually enjoyed myself. I mean, obviously it's got it's you know, it's a learning curve. You gotta get used to a new game and it's obviously feels a little bit different than last year's, but I could see it being a very fun game to play going forward. I could play it all year mm-hmm. if they fix the stuff they need to fix.
2: Mm. I'll say my opinion changed around like mm, eleven thirty PM <laughs> last night. You know what I mean? Somebody gave me a jump shot and now I'm one of the greatest players ever. So, <laughs> you know, before that though, it was it was bad. I'm, I'm shooting, I'm dunking the ball. Ben Simmons, Bill dunking the ball, <laughs> playing defense. But you know, the, the game has potential. You got to work on some things, but it's solid. I I think it could be better than 23.
3: I saved him.
1: Yeah, uh, he so did save him, him. But um, from my point of view, I mean, right now, I can't like the current state of the game, I can't see myself playing much longer. But it's slow paced. Um, it's a huge grind, but. On the bright side, it is two K. They do a very solid job at least making the game playable for at least a long stretch of time. Mm-hmm. Like even if it's not till December, at least at, if you get the good patch in December, you'll play it till March. You know, exactly. so mm-hmm. at some point they're gonna have a good patch out and make the games like longevity last at least a few months till we get to like you know the cold months, was like April, May, you know, so so forth till the next one comes out. Yeah. But um. First impression, I'm giving four out of ten, man. <laughs> four out of ten, kind of, kind of looks like my shooter percentage sometimes. Even if I'm taking the mid, even the lays. <laughs> so realistically, not a, not my strongest year so far. Uh, but all in all, it really is a solid game. Really isn't too bad. It's, it's an easy fix. Yeah. But um, last week, uh you weren't here. Um, we talked about the evolution of TV, and we talked, we got into like. The cartoons first, and it just stemmed off from that. We went in every direction possible. And it's funny because we were talking about like, what are you going to do this week? He's like, DC animated. Like, ironically, I mentioned that. Like, <laughs> I'm like, teen college movies. Like, ironically, we mentioned that. We mentioned just about everything. But um, from when we were growing up, I was literally just talking about it with um, Sierra. I'm just like, yo, like, it's crazy. Like, Melinda's not be able to grow up watching the shows we watched growing up, man. Mm-hmm. Like, she, like, she can have – she got SpongeBob to her disposal. But that's not coming on like for her. Mm, yeah. You feel me? And I'm not buying cable, so she <laughs> damn sure not gonna be able to see Spongebob <laughs> off of my TV, at least. Maybe somebody else's TV, but not mine. Um same thing with like, you know, uh all the Cartoon Network shows, you know, do you grow up on like even Powerpuff Girls, like that was huge for uh girls that, um in our generation. And, you know, at That's O Raven, we had all this Disney Channel stuff, but the teen culture movies, man, I mean, ABC talking about ABC family, we talking about ABC. What what's some so what's some memorable moments of like the teen culture movies in general I'm trying to
3: think like the first one
1: I feel like my first first one was like Parent Trap I feel like from yeah, like off a like, of memory you
3: definitely like, it's definitely like Disney Channel and Nickelodeon movies like to start yeah. off for sure mm-hmm. like um Minutemen, man. Shout out Minutemen. <laughs> Shout out Minutemen. <laughs> Shout out Minutemen. Jump In, High School Musical. Just name um, like
1: top 35 movies on no. time. Right.
3: I mean, I, I remember I had a high school musical themed birthday party. <laughs> <What> <laughs> I was a fan. Whoa. Like, like, like... Uh, but but. <laughs> I swear to God, bro. I was a fan, like, bro. <laughs> what
1: was the theme, though? Was it the, no,
3: bas- like, was mean, it the basketball side of the like theme? <laughs> high school? Like, what's going like, on? You know? I mean, I don't know if it was like that, but it was just like... You was know, like the scene the decorations were just that, high school musical. The scene musical. to get in like, there, feel me? Like, get <laughs> like, scene to get back in the... In the I party. was, bro, I was in, like, fourth grade, so I was like, I was, like yo, I was like, this sounds like a cool idea, I man. I feel you, man. I was staying up late to watch High School Musical 2. Oh, my
1: gosh. High School Musical 2 was the... Was the best one. That word. was my end game.
3: <laughs> 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 <Ooh. laughs> <you> <laughs> I Was the big battle man with it Troy and Gabriella. <laughs> it, was Troy on the oh, it was Troy on oh, the golf. It was Troy. Oh yeah, that, that, on that's the my green. fight song actually.
1: <laughs> uh, when I leave here, I play that so I know I gotta stay motivated. Um uh, <laughs> <Nah, laughs> nah, The
3: final battle was the baseball scene. <laughs> The and they switched uniforms, like you
2: know
1: what we could be good yo, to you. Uh, but Demond, for your side of things, uh, what's one of uh, the uh, I guess memorable moments of uh, teen culture movies for you? I
2: was I was gonna say High School Musical, but I'm not as big. You're not gonna be I'm not. Got you. Man, um, I mean, Let It Shine, pretty cool too. Yeah, I feel like over the years it got corny though, man. Like I'm man. looking back man. at it, a lot of those movies don't but age girl, one. what's his name? Lost, man. I forgot the main character.
1: Uh, I guess you call him Truth. I guess Truth. Technically, truth. Truth lost. Mm-hmm. That's that's your hot truth take. <laughs> that, 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 if that'd be my
2: hot take. He lost. If that's man. a hot take, that's hot take. Man. But it's I just a lost. fact he lost.
1: Like. Man, uh, I remember that <clears throat> the, when Let It Shine dropped because I um, obviously remember uh, the main character. He's in Everybody Hates Chris, uh, huge sitcom. But um, I remember the um, the the side character. I guess the guy that was portraying him, mm-hmm. and like he. I thought he was gonna be the star, of the sh- like for. I thought it was mm-hmm. the other way around, like because you would think growing up, like, all right, well, he got the looks, he got the moves, he got the, the rizz, I guess. You feel me? He had the shorty, but at the end of the day, it was like it show you that, like, image is only one one side of things. The talent is another. Yeah. So, uh, Let It Shine was definitely one of the one of the best movies. I think that was like one of the last like, teen culture movies I really like enjoyed. enjoying unless I'm getting my years mixed up. And um, but with that being said. We all watched one of the greatest teen culture movies. Period. Like, and it's rated as such. Juno. Juno. One of the best movies. Um, star-studded cast. I mean, come on now. We're, you're, like,
3: you're, we're, you're talking Elliot Page. You're talking Michael Sarah, Jennifer Garner, Jason Bateman, mm-hmm. J.K. Simmons. Speaking of Jessica Garner, thirteen going on thirty. Mm-hmm. That's that my movie. I ain't one. gonna lie to you. Yeah, man, it was a really star-studded cast, and um, this movie really does a good job of showing. I mean, obviously, I don't think any of us really experienced that because none yeah, of us were, were 16 and getting yeah. beat, you know what I'm saying? That's teen pregnancy to the fullest. But uh, it, it does really show you, like, one of the scarier things you think about as a kid, you know what I'm saying? Or as a teenager, I guess. You know, you become active in that world and all mm-hmm. that. You know, that's a, that's a fear mm-hmm. that you have, you know what I'm saying? And this really shows you, like, in depth how it is, you know, from both sides. Mm-hmm.
1: So, Demond, um, I remember you told me that you did, like, a full 180 on the characters. Like, what was one character, I guess, you could say that you viewed as... I guess solid or maybe just turn like just turned away from them kind of kind of deal, I guess.
2: At first I didn't like Vanessa and I liked uh with Mark, his name mm-hmm. Yeah, the Mark. the, the that, yeah. And then the whole 180 started to change. I'm like, now I start to feel bad with Vanessa. And I'm like, yo, Mark
1: You lame he's he
2: <laughs> lame, like he lame, like bro, you not gonna be the Beatles. Like <laughs> You feel me? Like <laughs> like Like, bro. like, like you said, you're like, old, bro. Man, you Settle old, down, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then um partly was only when I really liked throughout the whole movie mm-hmm. Juno was uh, she she was she was doing too much with the with the with Mark and Vanessa mm-hmm. doing too much like kind of yeah she overstepped her stuff. boundaries yeah, for yeah, sure <laughs> And then, um, oh, then she got humbled in that one scene, that hallway scene with Pauly. Pauly was mm-hmm. like, "Oh my I forgot, god, I forgot what he called shut her." Down. Yeah, he yeah, said, shut her um, down.
1: crazy. He basically said that like, like you didn't, you didn't decide to have sex with me for fun. It was plenty on TV. Yeah. You decided to do that because you wanted to, to do it. Humble her crazy. Mm-hmm. I was he was like, "Well, he's like, he's like, he like, you, you be the worst something." He was like, "Well, you be the worst wife ever." <laughs> and mm-hmm. I was like, "All you do is berate me." I'm like, "Man, that was like a, that was like a, uh, I guess a wake up call for her." Because throughout the movie, as it starts, you know, the most iconic, I guess, scene and to me was when she goes to the, the, um, the abortion clinic mm-hmm. and she's going, she's going to get an abortion and she sees her classmate there saying like, uh, babies want to be born. born. <laughs> yeah, <babies laughs> like she doesn't born. know. She, she's not even saying the right, <laughs> you know, like, the way, the way you're supposed to say it. it's like, babies want to be born. And, um, she stops and talks to her and basically just showing her face. Like I'm about to go get an abortion right in front of your face. just cause I don't respect you. Sure. And, then she runs out of there. She's, like, running because, like, the office is too scary for her. Like, the idea is too scary for her. And then that's when she decides to keep the baby, which is the whole point of the movie. Is is she going to keep this baby? Because mm-hmm. I know that it was the scene where, like, it wasn't fully guaranteed. It wasn't in writing. It wasn't, f- like, 100% that Mark and Vanessa were getting this baby. And for sure, I really did think that when I first watched them I'm like, She's not gonna give them this baby. That's mm-hmm. that's
3: the whole vibe they give you. Mm-hmm. Is that as you know it goes on, and that's like a really good theme they hit on. Where you know they think you think it's easy to give up a baby just because you're like not connected to it. Mm-hmm. But you carry this thing for nine months. Mm-hmm. This is your you're gonna, child. You feel now, it. You know, you <laughs> like yep. it's not as easy. You know, like, even when she first meets Mark and Vanessa, and she's like, you know, oh, we could just do this the old way. You know, quick mm-hmm. and clean. I'll give the I'll give birth. You take the baby. We'll see you later. Mm-hmm. It's never that simple. You yep. know what I'm saying? I'm saying you, you, this. You grow with this baby as just as much you're only 16 mm-hmm. I mean, so you're still a baby yourself so you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying it's not as simple as that and I feel like the movie really captures that feeling well
2: yeah I thought I thought Vanessa was gonna be the one that kinda messed it up the whole situation mm-hmm. up that's why I said did the 180's I'm mm-hmm. like okay Mark is the one that's, that's doing too much I mean Mark but. was creeping on yeah. uh, Juno a little too yeah, dude it was you know? crazy yeah. but
1: even before that scene I remember um, I remember like when she first talked about the parents that she found and it was funny because she said that like why do you have to say that you're a good family Mm-hmm. To like, to, to, if you're a good family, you're a good you're family. A good family. You, you know what I'm say saying? It, right? You don't have to say that. And I remember, um, I was talking to this lady. Uh, she was at my doorstep, ironically, and she was like, um, "I was telling her like where I worked at and whatnot." She was like, "Why do you got to tell people that you save lives Just do it." And I'm like, "For real? If you're saying it, right. you feel obviously feel like you gotta say it because you feel guilty about yeah. something." Right. So once she actually tapped into their life and like the fact that. Mark's clearly just unhappy man I just like he wants to do what he wants to do. And the, his wife is like basically dictating his life because she's more successful than him. Yeah. So I guess he felt like she could, or he never stepped up for himself and it just carried on from there. Yep. I got and, that
3: vibe as soon as you meet the character, though. Yeah. Like, he didn't he, seem into it at all from the first <laughs> from the moment you meet him. He never felt into it the way that Vanessa did. She mm-hmm. was asking all the questions and all that. He kind of just sat down and smiled. Yep. He was like, like You,
1: you want to be a father? And he was like, Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
3: he just never fell into it at all. Mm -hmm. You could easily tell. Even if you'd never seen the move before, you probably could have guessed that at some point he was going to be like, yeah, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, but I feel like he. Meeting Juno was where it really made him feel like that though, mm-hmm. you know, him meeting Juno and their all their similarities and all that made him realize that like, you know what I don't want to be a dad, mm-hmm. I want to do what I enjoy because it kind of seemed like he didn't touch any of that rocks you know the guitars mm-hmm. and the music yeah, stuff they moved, for a while yeah like... I mean I know he's like a composer for commercials but it didn't feel like he'd really connected with that stuff in a while and yeah. meeting Juno made him connect with that stuff again oh yeah for sure um, so for Demond, um
1: you just recently graduated from high school recently and like. High school. Oh, even graduated from college. Do graduate from college. Graduated from college, usually. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, was there any situation that you felt like you and, I would say, any girl were, you know, because we all had the conversations like, oh, I'm going to marry you. I'm going to take you in the prom. I'm going to do this. Uh, uh, I, I know our kid's going to be cute or not. You ever do, like, a full 180, like, nah, I can't. Like, it's basically like, like, Mark, like, you ever do a full 180? And, like, it's, it stemmed from, like, it's almost like a contrast with, like, um, with like Paulie's character is, like, he never got a say in this. He didn't, he, she went, like, six, seven months before she's, like, oh, like, giving him an update. And it's, like, well, she's, like, oh, you're running all the time. That doesn't mean he don't care. care right? So, like, so going back to that, like, has there ever been, like, oh, let me do a full 180 because it's clearly, I'm clearly over, over my head right
2: now. Bro. I mean, when you in high school, bruh, you're just going to be delusional regardless. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you, you with delusional. you with this girl in school for about eight, nine months. Eight, nine y'all might say, Y'all might say a <laughs> you. all might y'all say us a, a word you. <laughs> don't let you say hi to me. <laughs> <Y'all> <laughs> me, me, me meet me in the hallway. Yeah. yeah no. you can don't you tap me on house. my shoulder, man. I don't love don't you. Don't too much, man. <laughs> too much. But, yeah, it, it, it's been some time. I don't want to get you know, too deep into the details, but, yeah, it's been some times where, like, I talked to a girl, I'm like, bruh, we wasn't in school and right I would not be talking to you. <laughs> like, um, yeah. It was like, yeah. A,
1: like they all they both had their hands for, us. like, all right, I gotta talk I gotta talk to this woman because she's technically having my baby, but I don't get the chance to even be with the kid, like technically.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And but- then I was gonna say, um, like, especially around here, like, you know, with teen pregnancy and stuff, like I've seen girls that was pregnant in high school, like mm-hmm. and I like mm-hmm. I, I don't wanna say like I felt completely like bad for them but like Mm -hmm. I couldn't understand you basically having your teen years taken away from you yeah so it's and that's a huge commitment huge commitment to raise any kid and Mm -hmm. I I know you know you got a kid Mm -hmm. and you know my kid right here but (laughs) it's like I'd probably be scared to be a father like well (laughs) like as of right now i will be scared to be a father (laughs) yeah exactly so I think
3: it's a scary feeling no matter what age you are yeah you gotta be fully prepared to be a father like you know what I'm saying you don't know what you're getting yourself into until you are until you are one you know what Mm what I'm saying and um it's just, like, a tough situation, especially, like, you know, like, we we all have met, you know, teen girls that were pregnant as teens and mm-hmm. all that, you know what I'm saying? And that's why it's, like, kind of scary, you know, like I said, where Juno, she decides to not go through with the abortion and she decides to keep it, like, mm-hmm. and that's kind of just what ends up happening. Yeah, abortion, it's is not as, step, yeah. abortion is not as, as cut and clean as people think it is. It's yeah, not just, hey, let me go process. do this. and yeah, <laughs> It's a horrifying situation, you know, mm-hmm. between, first of all, expenses. Mm -hmm. you got to pay for that and then the pain that it causes afterwards Mm -hmm. and And the risk of not being able to have a kid kid ever again i mean there's a lot there's a lot that plays into that Mm -hmm.
1: so uh back to the story so this one we starting to get like you get like that 180 turn where vanessa's clearly 100 percent engaged with the kid and actually cares about the kid actually cares about juno she wants to know how juno's feeling she wants to know everything and then um you start to see mark and juno really bond and they got very similar interests and you would think that this will make mark want to have a kid because he can bond with somebody that's as young as she is and you can see like maybe i can not, not mold i would say because it's not good to mold your child the way you want to be them to be but to basically like lead them to like all right i want you to love whatever you love because don't let nobody take that away from you because one day if you let them take it away from you you don't have a life you just mm-hmm. you get up eat go work come home eat go to sleep mm-hmm. so um with that being said the first i feel like turn was when their their moment in I think the basement or the room the room where all the rock stuff was at whatever. Was it like their living room? Yeah, and, and Juno is having a conversation with Mark, and Mark is telling her like, "I don't want to do th- I don't want to do this. Like I don't want to be with Vanessa anymore."
3: Yeah, so that happens later on because they have the first bonding session where like they talk about the gore and Was like, it, wait, wait okay th- yeah, yeah, yeah there's the yeah, yeah, there's yeah, the, the first one it. where they're like on the couch and they have the bonding moment where like you know he's talking about the music he's like I gotta burn you some CDs mm-hmm. and they watch like the gory movie together and that's when she first brings the ultrasound picture. Okay, so, like, just yeah, got yeah. I first thought the was one. Like, the, the senior was like the next one is when yeah. she goes back to the house later on in the movie. Mm-hmm. And that's like a, you know, but see, this is where you kind of realize that Mark, I, I took it as Mark didn't want to have a baby at this point because he was clearly attracted to Juno, or mm-hmm. at least in a where I thought they were going to like, I thought he was going to make a move on her. Yeah. I was very scared because I, like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yep. I was I like, wait a damn minute. That's how I was years him. I feel like I don't remember him actually doing yeah, this. Yeah, but he's <laughs> like very flirty with her, like very, very, definitely very like into her from what it seemed like in the movie. And, um, you know, well, I say that bonding And as soon as Vanessa gets here He's like, you gotta get out of here He's like, you know, you could get up Like, she doesn't want to s- Watching movies mm-hmm. or, you know Yeah, what that's what she assumed oh, And she's like,
1: like, "Like, is it because of Vanessa? And it's yeah. like, I like, not want her to think
3: that That we're doing something we're yeah. like, You know what I'm saying? And, and, and uh, you know, I say, obviously she goes And she runs right into Vanessa And then that's where it kind of mm-hmm. leads Into the whole thing where She shows her the ultrasound and it's like, yeah, it's a nice moment mm-hmm. But at the same time Marks kind of seems like He's like, I don't care Yeah, yeah. It's, it's super
1: uh, passive aggressive
3: mm-hmm. In a way
1: So, um I think we get a moment where, I think that's the moment where she, um, like, everything starts like, kind of crash down on her. Yeah. And you finally see her relationship with her dad, that uh, where he's, like, he's just around, you know? Like, he, they don't really talk. And her, her her mom don't even talk. So she really feels like she's alone in this situation. She only got nobody to talk to because the way they treat her in general. Yeah. So when, like, I couldn't imagine, like, being 16 years old and be like, yo, mom, I got a kid on the way. Like, I, she had to do that. And she was like, what? two, three weeks in and she has to tell him this and, like, she's coming home from the abortion clinic. Mm -hmm. You get to the point where, like, she's going through all these motions and the mom is not around the dad's not around. Vanessa's not around. But Mark is around. Mark's the only one that cares
3: about her. Mm -hmm. Of course you want to attach to him because she feels that, like, and, that's who I all she had. And that gives you a really good scene too where you know like she kind of gets yelled at. And I don't even think that her, her her parents don't like care about her, but you know like her stepmom obviously it's different, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have a step parent but I know it's always like, you know, sometimes a relationship can be a little bit different cuz it's not your kid. Mm-hmm. You know I'm saying this is just like a person that married your parent. Yeah. Or you know what I'm saying, but you do get that really good scene where, you know, she she thinks she knows it all, but she's only 16, you know, you can't go button in on somebody who's married. Yeah, by yourself, you know, I so say he was home by himself. You can't just go dropping on him unannounced, mm-hmm. and then you know, and then think that people aren't going to think a weird thing, like you said, where he didn't want her by himself, like when Vanessa got home. Mm-hmm. And it plays into that there's boundaries in marriage, mm-hmm. you can't just pull up on a married man and be like, Hey, we're gonna <laughs> hang out, you yeah. know, yeah. that's, yeah. that's how it works. That's, that's crazy, you know, and then like, and she gets, Juno gets mad, she gets offended, she's like, Oh, well, they didn't care, but. Yeah, they didn't care because they didn't want to be mean. You're you're carrying their your, their surrogate child or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's it's a lot more to it. Mm.
2: Juno was whipping at sixteen. Oh, taking <laughs> no, hour drive. Sh- yeah, <laughs> literally. Flying in that little. little and she little, moving, ass she's moving. moving a little quick to be pregnant. You know, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. She was a little, like, little bit. Too, she was she was moving around way too much, and it was like it, it just showed like how like uninformed she was about a lot of things, and like how she was like when she went up to um, Vanessa and she was like, "Do you want to feel like him kick?" And Vanessa like puts her hand like I don't feel him. Like why would she, she feel him? Right. It's an unfamiliar voice, unfamiliar touch. It's not around the around her or the baby that much. Like for the baby to understand who that is, to her. So, and then she realized that the only time the baby kicks is when she is with obviously alone or when she hears Polly. Yeah, when, that's, she's, that's when really she it. Poly, yeah. So that connection is finally getting shown that like she's being attached to this baby. So that brings to the point where like imagine being. In this position where like, all right, for sure I'll give you the baby, two weeks. And then you're like two weeks out. And it's like, I got this connection with this baby. I feel it kick. And this, the, all the, all this stuff is crashing down on me because like now my parents are looking at me like I'm trying to be with a married man. And now this married man finally is telling me
3: and he, doesn't even, he doesn't
1: even want to be with his wife anymore. And I, I, don't want, to say, I, I want to say the scene before was the argument with Paulie in the hallway.
3: Yeah, it's like, it's like yeah, because she she's already upset because at this point, like I said, she's only it's already springtime, mm-hmm. so she's not far. She I think she's at eight months already. she's a month, yeah. out, she's a month out, and she gets in an argument with Polly because she's bringing that girl to prom, mm-hmm. and I, she's it's so clear that she's in love with him the whole movie. Mm-hmm. She just can't admit it. She won't own up to the feelings, mm-hmm. and he even came out and said that he liked her too, though. So you know, yeah, he like, to wait it was on that just that moment, his whole life. Yeah, he he was just <laughs> selfish. Basically, they they didn't want to admit their feelings for each other. Mm-hmm. And you know, so they have that argument in the hallway, and then she goes to Mark because she's upset, mm-hmm. and that leads into where he tells her, like, "Hey, listen, I don't want to be with Vanessa anymore." And,
1: so, and for whatever reason, she got her his her head on his shoulder, and they just yeah. dance. Well, they they start dancing off like that. about. Yeah. She yeah. brings
3: CDs there, and he, she puts on the soul song, and that's when he's like, "Yeah, well, I danced to this at prom," and then they start slow dancing, mm-hmm. and then that's when she puts her head on his shoulder, and like I, said, I, I feel like. It, it it's weird because it feels like a comfortability thing, but at the same time, it's 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 a married man. It's a married man, no matter what. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, and, so
2: and he said something like, "Oh, I thought you'd be happy about this." Yeah, yeah. he yes, yeah. thought yeah. he said yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like,
1: like "Oh, he, I, did I watch a different movie?"
3: Like, yeah. like, it was crazy. <laughs> like, that's when I when I saw that I was like, "Damn!" So he, like, he m- fully thought that he that she was gonna he was gonna leave his wife, and she was gonna be like, "Okay, yeah." Like, yep. Leave your wife like that. That made me think that, like you said, he was trying to groom her. Like uh, he might have yeah. really been interested in the sixteen-year-old girl. That's what um, that's
1: what it felt like. And when it didn't go that way, um, the the conversation obviously took an awkward turn because as she said, like I'm fine with being just a piece of furniture in your life. Yeah, I was saying like I just want to be around. all yeah, I don't want to be anything. Like, I just, just want to be involved. around you because yeah. I need somebody that cares about the little things in life, you know, the that stuff that leaves, doesn't matter to everybody. Else. And that
3: kind of leads, leads right into the climax of the movie, basically, where everything comes out. Yep. You know, she leaves in a rage, she's crying, and Vanessa, of course, comes home right at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that kind of leads into all of it. Where like, The only hey, person listen,
1: that you. actually really cared about her was Vanessa. Mm-hmm. And she kept looking at it, like, Vanessa's this uptight person. She's mm-hmm. so, like, nitpicky and whatnot. And I think that's when I fully really did the 180 on Vanessa, for sure, because when yeah. she noticed that she was crying, and, like, her first thought is that, like, mark did something to you to mm-hmm. make you cry like this and like whether it's physically or whether like emotionally obviously but he did something and this dude just comes in and was like just the hormones right mm-hmm. yep. don't tell her don't tell her nothing just just tell us the hormones just tell us the part of the process mm-hmm. and like that's when that's when i really was like wow this dude does not care not a not even about his wife not even about June. not the baby that's inside her body no he don't care about anything
2: sad man yeah. crazy
1: so after that happens um I think she leaves in like a fit of rage or whatnot.
3: When she pulls over on the side of the road mm-hmm. and that's when she decides that, you know, Mark might not want to be but she knows Vanessa really mm-hmm. wants the baby so she writes the note. Yeah. And you don't see what it says obviously till the end of the movie. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and that's when she basically she goes home and she tells Pauly like, hey, listen, I'm in love with you. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is... You know this and that i'm in love with you i don't i don't want to be with anybody else and it's like a really nice moment and then she the goes the tiktok moment yeah, yeah, the TikTok yeah. Moment, and yep. then you know she's laying in bed it's like cuts to it and she goes into labor mm-hmm. so they go, i don't know if i peed my pants or you know whatever mm-hmm. happened she goes into labor and then that kind of leads into the end of the movie which is honestly really sad yes well, uh, it, it definitely yeah. made me sad again like yeah, watching like, it
1: because it was crazy because it goes it goes back to me personally because um I remember that night, like moment for moment, almost minute by minute, when Sierra went to labor and then to the moment that Melinda was born. It was a perfect quote in there. It was like, a mother is, a mother when she first had, like first, when she first f- becomes pregnant. It like a father is a, only becomes a father when, when he first see? sees the baby. And like, that is true. Like you don't feel, you don't feel 100% that you're going to be a father until you actually see it. And it's like reality. Like reality just hits you all at once. Right. And it makes you sad. And the fact that she went through the trouble even to not even tell Pauly. Just yeah, let him. R- let ra- he, he breaks the record breaks that the day. Up. And literally he looks around, he knows that she's not there. And he runs right to the hospital. Why? Because he knows the only way she'd miss a race is if, as she, if was she was labored. incapable of make, yeah. making it. So, um, when that moment happens and, um, they're in the bed crying and, and Juno's narrating it, she says like, I, d- he didn't want to see the baby, but neither yeah. did I. Yeah. That was painful. Cause it, Cause it didn't feel like our baby. Mm-hmm. You
3: know what I'm saying? And like, it's a, it's a really sad moment because like I said, that's where I, it kind of goes into what I said earlier, where it's like you think it's easy, you know? what I'm saying it's mm-hmm. not as simple and cut and dry as oh, I'm just giving up this baby. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying you, you you feel the emotion of that, and you know, her dad like kisses her on the head and says, you know, you'll be here some, you'll be here someday yep, on, on your own terms. terms. Yeah, Which is like, damn, that was pain, that is like bro. I, like, like, I Like the definitely, saddest definitely, ten minutes. Definitely, ten minutes. definitely <laughs> had <laughs> me choked up a little bit. You feel like, me?
1: And then yeah, London like fall asleep. My arms like man. I couldn't imagine like not seeing you. But crazy. To get into the rest of the uh, movie, uh, that's basically how it wraps up. She finally takes, what well, has the difficult decision to like give the baby up to Vanessa, who 100, 110 percent really cares about this baby and will provide a great home for her with or without Mark. It does not matter. All she cares about being a mother. Yep. She wants to provide, and that's like what her base was all it was about. Uh, she was at that point where she felt like she was ready to care for another person.
3: She, like she, didn't, she even said she said she felt like she was born to be a mother. Mm-hmm. You know, said, like that's something that she was always meant to do. And, you know, like, and honestly, this is, it's cool because this movie, for, you know, as sad as some of the themes are, mm-hmm. it does end on a happy note. Yeah, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? This baby ends up in a loving home. Mm-hmm. You know, she puts up the, the note that says, Vanessa, if you're still in, I am too. Mm-hmm.
1: And it wasn't a mark. Mm-hmm. It was just strictly a Vanessa. With just yeah. Vanessa, mm-hmm. you know what
3: I'm saying? And she, she, if she gets her wish and Juno gets to be happy with Paulie like, mm-hmm. it's a really, really happy ending where, you know, even for as sad as those 15 minutes are in mm-hmm. that middle of the end, it, it makes you feel good at the end of the movie to, to see mm-hmm. that. And I'll be honest... As you, you know, I'm a big soundtrack guy. This movie is a very underrated soundtrack. Bro, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it, it didn't there's, it? There's no original music in there. I mean, it's a lot of, you know, old rock songs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But every single time a song came on, I was like, yo, I might have to add this to the movie. You feel me? I was like, like this is like the easiest game watch game, ever. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like into
1: it, like I never watched it before.
3: Yeah. yeah. Uh, it a, for, an, for it to be an hour and a half movie, it felt <laughs> like good. I blinked it's and only it was an over, hour and right. a half, but it felt like it went through like in a heartbeat.
1: So, um, for that being said, um... Damon, how would you? How did you feel about? I guess that moment, like when she finally that tough decision of to, like, even though I want to see my baby, I can't. Like, how would, like, how do you feel about? Like, did it make you? Because I, I, mean, I got choked up. You said you got choked up. Like, how I, did you feel about it?
2: I think like the decision that she made. It was kind of like, like what y'all said. Like, it wasn't really her baby, mm-hmm. but like she, she had this baby. Like she was pushing for this baby to give to Vanessa mm-hmm. and Mark, for like a false image that she had about like loving people and family Mm -hmm. stuff like that and now that that's gone it's like you know like not forget the baby but like you know that's vanessa's that's vanessa's kid now like Mm -hmm. vanessa i know she's in a loving home so Mm -hmm. um it was a good scene um you know like i said i couldn't imagine like you got a kid like Mm -hmm. seeing that scene yeah never 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 seen my
1: kid i'm like i couldn't imagine yeah i literally couldn't
2: she did have that you know that child for nine months um it was it was it was it was a tough scene to watch, mm-hmm. for sure. I couldn't I couldn't like picture myself, especially Pauly. Like Pauly wasn't really involved in mm-hmm. like. He went all like thirty presidency. minutes in the movie without just even seeing. Yeah, it like short he movie, wasn't so. really involved in like you know he wasn't going to mm-hmm. the to the meetings and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Oh, and he never, he wasn't
1: even familiar with the people yeah, that took he, that took his kid. Exactly that he
2: wasn't. He just he just showed up to the hospital and was there for her. So. Mm-hmm.
1: Which shows sure. that shows his character. Like the only person that like stayed solid, I guess. Like even like Juno had character like realization and uh, like one eighties and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But that was mainly when it was you know already too late. She already made a decision to get his baby up. So and then, like that was a big thing. Like is she gonna flake? Because she felt like she was like sl- trying to slowly get attached, but like her denial for Paulie was like a denial for the baby. Like mm-hmm. I don't let it, I can't let his baby because I'm never gonna be able to. Have the baby with me. Right. And once she realized that she loved this kid and she had that connection with him, she's in the hospital crying. Like it's too late. It's, For sure. It's Vanessa's child now. And I'm sure Vanessa obviously would let her yeah. see the baby because they established their relationship. But. Yep. Um, for the theme of the movie, though, like, what would you say the theme of this movie? Like, obviously, it's teen pregnancy and whatnot. But like, what did you get out of this movie, like, altogether?
3: I just feel like the, uh, it's just the coming of age kind of thing, you mm-hmm. know, where it's like it it shows you life as a teenager. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, it's a darker side of being a teenager. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not every teenager goes through this, but I think it just kind of shows you the emotions they have. Like I said, this is a person that's these kids are 16 years old. They're not even understanding half a life yet, and they're already having yeah. to deal with another life being brought into the world. Mm-hmm. You know and For Juno, especially for Juno's sake, where, you know, she acts a lot older than what she should Mm -hmm. be, you know, she's doing a lot of mature stuff, even though she's immature in the movie, doing a lot of mature things that even adults wouldn't be able to handle. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's kind of just about, you know, like, you know, growing up too fast. Yeah. You know, I feel like that theme kind of plays into it where... And even like you know, even like the mom said earlier on, where like dad was like, I didn't know that they were you know having sex or whatever. And mm-hmm. he's like, kids just get bored and they have sex, and that's just what happens. Yeah, and you know that kind of just plays thing. into it. You know what I'm saying? Like kids don't. When you're young, you don't think about that. You don't think about the repercussions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even like <laughs> you know, like, you, know like, the, you
1: know the risk, and you're like, oh, that's not gonna happen to me. And then it yeah, happens yeah to you. that's that's, happen that's, that's exactly that the thought process. You're mm-hmm.
3: like, oh, what? Well, I'd never let that happen. Yeah. Why would I? I'm not. I'm not dumb. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But and then once it happens, you're like, oh shit, now what? And, yeah. it, and it's a reality that happens a lot more than people think. Yep. Yeah.
2: I will say the theme for me is that maturity comes from experience more than age. Yep. Yeah, I think that she's 16. She's going through so much that like a 25 year old, she, they might handle it the same as how Juno handled it, mm-hmm. but she's experiencing so much at a young age, like it's, making, it's molding her mm-hmm. into a better person. And I don't know, what did they say she was a junior, sophomore? I think she was
3: junior. 16. She probably got to be a junior. Yeah,
1: a I think she's taking her to the junior yeah, prom but she still, junior She
2: still got her senior year. She could still go to college. And she dealt with so much at 16. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, so I think for how her age was, you know, obviously she, they showed her her growing pains, making mistakes. But I think she did a good job for her being 16 and barely feeling like she had anybody around her. Right. So yeah. I think, I think that's really the theme of the movie.
1: Uh, I think the the, the the contrast in this we were like so strong because you have this family that says they're they're good and they say that they're you know they're wholesome and whatnot and they're splitting up but the the rift is obviously already there before you even get in the house and it only grows larger and like Mark said this the baby's not gonna fix us and I was like whoa that's because you don't want it to be fixed. Mm-hmm. You want it to you want it to end. You're fine with the ending. Just admit that you're fine with the ending. And he had a problem with accountability. He didn't take no accountability for himself. Just basically like threw all the blame on Vanessa, like, forget it. And that was Juno's fear. Like she wanted the baby to be in a two parent home and like be raised up, be perfect. But the reality of it is like like, life is not that simple. Life is not yeah. that perfect. You could find the happiest couple, and in nine months, they could be divorced and whatnot.
3: Well, mm-hmm. and they, they that scene basically plays out in the movie when she gets her first ultrasound. Mm-hmm. And the doctor, the ultrasound technician is basically like, hey, listen, I'm, I'm glad that you're giving it up for adoption because I see teens coming here all the time, and that's a toxic uh, environment. Mm-hmm. And her stepmom blows up on this. She's like, how do you know that we're not selling them to, like, you know, leave? what if these parents are, like, secretly, like molesters Mm -hmm. or if they're like bad people he's like you know how do you know that my you know my stepdaughter couldn't raise the baby better than these parents Mm -hmm. just because it's a teenager having a baby doesn't mean that they can't take care of the baby it's just a much harder situation for them Mm -hmm. That was like a really cool thing to see too where like i said her stepmom and her don't have like the best relationship Mm -hmm. If her stepmom obviously cuss out the ultrasound technician for mm-hmm. her and stand up for her was like a really her, yeah. cool yeah. movement, and that plays into what you were saying mm-hmm. too. That's mm-hmm.
1: why. That's why. I, that's why I feel like she started to get to know these parents more. Like she felt like she had to because if I give this baby up, I'm doing it more of a disservice to give it up to anybody than to struggle myself and raise it for the next eight, uh, however long you're you know saying the rest <laughs> of your life. So yeah. if you have a situation where obviously the the, the toughest decisions and you don't know how tough the decision is until you deal with the repercussions, and mm-hmm. the repercussions is that you just push the baby out your, you know, your body, and not even fifteen minutes later you don't get the satisfaction of holding that baby, seeing the baby, you know what I'm saying, kissing on the baby, whatever. Nothing. Like you don't get no. any of that. So when she dealt with that, like as strong as any person possibly would, like there's no way I would be able to deal with that. Like, it's, like I just, yeah, I don't know, couldn't that's imagine. Tough. So um, <clears throat> the overall, like the humor in this movie, super good. I mean. Little underrated stuff here and there, mm-hmm. and uh I think the highlight of this movie um mm-hmm. was just every character was so like set in their ways and and literally until like like the baby is about to be born, like when the regret is actually gonna happen. Yeah. You could yeah. plan something nine months like I could say nine months, I don't allow me doing this. You don't feel that pressure until you literally just about to do the thing that you plan for nine months out and like what yeah. oh, is it gonna happen like the the doubt the the anticipation all that comes all together and it hurt everybody around around the baby like yeah. not just Juno Vanessa Mark uh Paulie the stepmom even like they're, they're excited to see the baby and whatnot and then when the stepmom said to Vanessa like how do I look like scared shitless like yeah. as anybody would like, you should be you don't have a you don't have that built-in connection yet. you gotta you gotta make it so For sure. I definitely yeah. think that that was like the highlight of this movie was the how every character was just setting their ways
3: until it, they literally weren't. And well, I mean, this movie did win an Academy Award. I mean, it got the best original that screenplay. <laughs> and I mean, and you could really just tell it deserved it. I mean, this movie feels real. It doesn't, you know, usually when you deal with movies with teen pregnancy or anything like that, it just feels like they kind of crank it up to 11 mm-hmm. the dramatics and all that yeah. it never felt like that here. Like, this felt like you were watching real people deal with the situation mm-hmm. it didn't feel like a movie and like I said for as much as it is a comedy for sure it balances the drama really well like I said that last half hour or so really plays on your emotions with mm-hmm. the connection with everybody so you're watching a couple realize they don't love each other anymore yeah. you're watching a girl realize that she does love her baby but she already promised to give it up mm-hmm. and you know and then you got Polly, who like I said who has been in love with this girl the whole time and she won't play she keeps saying that she doesn't love him you know it mm-hmm. was her choice to sleep with him and he didn't have a say in it and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. uh, they was just missing a brother,
2: honestly. They was missing a brother, man. <laughs> yeah, a brother true. on here would have been <laughs>
1: would put the cherry on the top. Would have given it a ten out of ten. 10, <laughs> out of 10. <laughs> yeah, I heard it's actually got like a stand ovation out of like a screening tube. Because like, like it was just it's an easy watch. Is it's, it's uh, you hit every everything on the head. Like the emotional factor for people just it's huge. Like when you can actually Pull that emotion out, of people. Like I said, you you hit everything. the the teen pregnancy, the the married couple that's splitting up, the couple that looks like they don't care about their their uh their kids care about their kids more than <laughs> than anybody would think. So, but outside looking at it looks like it, like oh they don't care about her. And then once you having a the baby, they're just full steam ahead, like let's go, let's get this baby. And that, like I said, the moment, as actually you said, when the not well, the father kissed her on the head and was like, you'll be here on your own terms. Like you you need that reassurance because. Like she probably thinking like, well, this might have been my only shot. Like, like anything can happen in life where I just don't have a chance to ever have a baby. Right. And like, like I said, meeting Vanessa, meeting Mark, open her eyes to the reality that like, you, there's no such thing as a perfect perfect home. No, it just yeah, does not sure.
3: exist. Um, but to backpack off of that, Wait, and I, I want to add too, real quick. Is, oh yeah. This movie really starts a kind of a movement for the coming of age films. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. For this during this time, uh, this this leads to you know. It's not the same, but super bad. Yeah, it was um, 2007, Perks, right? Yeah, so Superbad mm-hmm. comes out like I think a year later, mm-hmm. which is another coming of age film. These you Michael know three said, yeah. kids that <laughs> want to go party. They think partying is the life of the. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Super bad. Perks of Being Wallflower is another big one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's there's a big movement from like 07 to like 2012. Yeah, they actually tap these, into like teenagers' yeah, minds teenagers' and how... feelings and how all that plays into it really plays there. the late 2000s were big for movies like this. Wake up. Yeah,
2: and 2012. <laughs> that 2012. After 2012, man, I couldn't find really no teen culture movies that yeah. pop for real, mm-hmm. man. So. And even in
1: like even in
2: the in the is even
1: worse because I know they got like the oh my god, I forgot even what it was called. I think it's like the Kissing Booth or something like that. Yeah, like, it was all like Netflix. People love that, but that was the one of the cringiest, toughest, yeah. annoying, turn this off watches I had a <laughs> long time. Like it was one of the first movies I watched was here, I'm like, dude, this is awful i cannot stand this movie like i said you don't know nothing about like the 2000s movies where like they were actually like taking on like real issues and like this was just like it's fake it's too too dramatic it doesn't Mm. even make any sense
2: especially like now that like i finished school i'm looking back at these like um euphoria i think it's called like bro, I was not no teenager wilding like oh,
0: that. Oh euphoria! Like, yo, oh my. utopia!
2: <laughs> 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 you know, <laughs> crazy word bro. Oh I called it. I'm like yo, I, don't know what you I call was not. They like, drag it bad nobody, in there, though. Nobody, I don't think nobody was wilding like this yeah, when th- I was in school. Like that's
3: just you know what? I don't even. Uh, I I owe that more to HBO than I do to the to the show itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. HBO always seems to go like I said the dramatics. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? HBO cranks everything up to 11. Yeah. And then you know what I'm saying and that they do it for the for the factor of it. Like obviously, like there was no way there was kids that you know 16, 17 years old mm-hmm. throwing major house parties, selling her- heroin, and yeah, sleeping bro. with each other all over the place. You never and, you met know, me, bro. All the all right. all right, bro.
1: You don't know who, you don't know what I was doing, man. Yeah, I, guess, I guess you're right. <laughs> 11th grade, we had no class together, bro. Thing was,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you guys watch sex education? Sex education? Uh, I-, I heard it. I good. heard it. It's heard really it's good. funny. Yeah. It's um, it it really kind of makes fun of all those kinds of shows and movies. Yeah. It's more of a comedy. It takes place in England, Fantastic but it doesn't sir. feel like they would have that high school's like that at all in England. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like this English interpretation of what high school TV shows are like. So, it, But it's really funny. And the guy who's taken over for Doctor Who is the star of the show and he won a couple of awards. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, so I started watching it because I'm a Doctor Who fan. Right. But that show's really funny and it's not accurate at all, but it's hilarious. You should check <laughs> it out. It's on na- Netflix? I can't watch... Um, I think it's on, it's on Netflix, I think. Yeah. Okay. And cool. I can't watch Euphoria because I was a high school teacher. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they be, they be doing too much. and no, I, thanks. Like I said, uh
1: I even said that last week. Like, the one dude was like, I was like, I don't watch Euphoria. He's like, why not? I was like, it's too much sex, too much drugs. Like I said, that's not really, that doesn't resonate with me. Like, what do you mean too much sex? Like, yes, too much sex, way yeah, too just, much. <laughs> such a, well, that's exactly the
3: exact way HBO's problem always mm-hmm. has been, though. It was like, I've watched Euphoria. I've, I, I have watched both seasons, like, especially because, like, you know, Rodney all them Rodney Page all we watched mm-hmm. all season two together mm-hmm. and um like I said I, I have watched it but it is over dramatized like I said HBO mm-hmm. really just cranks that factor up way too high mm-hmm. in that show like there, there is I, I will say there's such thing as too much sex in a movie or a TV it's, show it's very and it's and very it, common I, 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 to I, it almost kind of feels like you're watching a porno at times that's what I'm saying I'm I mean, like, that's really like what I feel it is. like
1: it's a sex it's a uh, sake of having sex just for having sex yeah that's, that's all it is yeah. it's,
3: it's like the shock factor of being like oh there's another sex scene mm-hmm. or oh my god they hated each other two
1: weeks ago now they're Sleeping together the And like, yep. you know what
0: I'm saying Like, that's right. such an HBO thing yeah that's, that's, like, that's always Game of Thrones been. Um, you know House of the Dragon obviously um, what was the other one Westworld yeah, great they, uh, shows yeah. didn't they just put it in like because they will get some viewers but like just focus on your story because yeah. your stories are so story bad. is everything they,
3: yeah. they, they, they just want they just they, they do say it's the nudity aspect they're like oh well mm-hmm. we can get this actress naked yeah we can get a hundred thousand horny men views, to tune in <laughs> and that's it that's it like game of thrones really suffered from that a lot too where, you know mm-hmm. i haven't I, i've only read the first book so i don't know how it gets later on in there but there were some pretty unnecessary nudity scenes in there that don't add to the story, and there's no for any reason. It's just for the sake of having a nude woman on screen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And as you were saying, like it was like a huge time for like the coming of age uh, movies.
3: But we even had one that like just was
1: like you know uh, innocent, cool stuff that like 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 be honest. Like after watching high school musical, like are y'all not mad we didn't do theater? Like you yeah. know what I'm saying, like mm-hmm. <laughs> like theater looked like it was the coolest thing in the world, and like and it happened before high school for us. And then like we still didn't do it because we felt like ah like that's weird low key but yeah. like now you look like damn that shit was kind of dope yeah.
2: though like you wanted like you feel me you had regrets like looking back like yo I wish mm-hmm. I would have just did that in school yep. you know what I mean so it's yeah watching High School Musical was like one of those movies that like taught it hit me on so everything much. bro it really, <laughs> it really hit on everything it taught me so much
1: and uh even like the like the the fact that you have friends and you can't make time for all of them because high school and you know what I'm saying you meet new people and you're trying to get a job like to like, say high school musical two is perfect because you're balancing personal and like your, your personal life and your like social life. It's kind of impossible, even for the mm-hmm. summer. Oh, summer you got all this free time? No, no, you gotta nah, work. Not, not how I, work. Work, you know. <laughs> I was saying, like I can't wait for summer. Why, yeah. bro? You know <laughs> Why <laughs> <do> you <laughs> <laughs> try
2: to go to the NBA? Like you gotta work on your game. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got time to sing in the summer. <laughs> like, they gotta they gotta not putting NBA, that into like...
1: perspective. Like bro, really could have went. Like you know what I'm saying, UCLA, like USC, you know like, like mean, that's that was the goal for him. Like, five, five, eight
2: guard. Like come on, man. He was talking about Stanford. You know what
1: I'm saying? Hey, that's all I'm saying. Like they, they nobody was understanding them, but. And then you had like The jealous, the jealous people around him And you got the people that You know what I'm saying That he gonna meet Throughout the other movies That he gonna connect with more It's just crazy Cause like It's like you got movies Like that For us growing up And like now Looking at it, like I said, they got like that Kiss and Booth movie. I'm just seeing like I'm seeing really rare of like these teen culture, even like the rated R like rom coms that are just so so funny and it has like the stars to the act actors. Like I think the last like rated R rom com I seen was one with Jennifer Lawrence. I think it was like No Hard Feelings or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I heard it was actually really good, and it was actually pretty good. Yeah. And I was like, we probably not get another one for the rest of the year. Yeah. <laughs> you're only gonna get one in like 2007, 2012, again like two, three, four a year. Like you know what I'm saying, you need those. I feel like for people growing up now, like um everybody's wanting to watch like you know what I'm saying they got the marvel we got the star wars we got mainly they watching you know youtube videos but these these team movies i'm saying like you hit on juno like it hits on everything Well
3: that's why people Get so excited now when, when a movie does come out That doesn't relate to A big franchise Because mm-hmm. that means it's a, you know, it's, a, it's a hard thing To make a successful movie Nowadays Yeah because you're, I
1: mean, you're Not tied to You're not tied to A big studio, company You yeah. know
3: what I'm saying So when you when a movie comes out That's made Like that's why I feel like that's why A24 blew up so well Yeah A24 is a You know I mean They're a big company now yeah. But a lot of their Earlier films Were real small films It's like you know Obviously they'd probably Make their most money In horror mm-hmm. But they've made Some other ones That were really They're popular. huge in horror Like I, I, I watched a video I watch a we did
1: a video like a week ago And the dude was like Breaking down like their best movies Their best selling
3: Their best performing movies Are in the box office Are always horrible. It was like an all nine And a like <laughs> Like yeah. that's insane
0: But well, th- think of the biggest movies Of the last couple years mm-hmm. Everything Every Always at Once Yep yeah. um, Barbie Oppenheimer mm-hmm. And Super Mario Yeah all, Those are the four biggest movies Of the last year or so There's like Oh there's, there's some franchise Big franchise Yeah mm-hmm. but we were talking about Like yeah the those stuff movies that's not are all huge And they're all huge Why because there's something different. Different, You exactly. like got a movie that a lot of women want to go see. Like Barbie mm-hmm. was obviously, and, and mm-hmm. who lines up to go see like a like a like a docu movie? Like who, yeah, Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer was Oppenheimer, like a three hour like, documentary. Yeah, literally. And, but so it's, <laughs> it, it's it <laughs> gonna end up being the second most popular like historical drama ever mm-hmm. besides uh, the, the Freddie Mercury
3: and, and I say I think it's I think it's gonna end its box office right like 890 million dollars right. That's sure. which is nuts I mean, it, but it again
0: because it's something different different yeah and it's not like oh great another I mean I love superhero movies but yeah like, so I I mean, say I love Star Wars yeah. I love superheroes <laughs> <They're> oversaturated <laughs> yeah. now like yeah. now we look
1: and we under like saturated the, in, the, in the stuff that we actually need
3: you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. What, you know like a movie that I really liked when they, I remember it blew up like Parasite uh, when Parasite came out, it's a Korean made oh, film. That's one of the best it movies an, ever. Oh, dude. <laughs> I. I, it, I have like, not, one of the best ever. Like, when it won an Oscar, and I don't know a lot of people were mad about it because it's in full Korean. You cannot, mm-hmm. re, you can't watch it without subtitles. Yeah. And, I mean, the film just is so well made. I mean, like, I can't even explain it. It's something, if you haven't seen it, you have to yeah, watch it. Yeah, I'm probably going to watch you know? it sometime. Because so, Parasite like, we could definitely, We could have an episode on that because I love Korean made films. They always do a really good job. Uh, like obviously the probably the two big ones were Parasite, Trained to Busan. That's a horror one. That's a they're like movie. they're like ten
1: steps ahead of us. Yeah, like, you know, on everything. But they everything. everything
3: feels so well made. And like I said, it it sucks having to read subtitles. Sure, but I'm a subtitle guy anyway. I'm subtitle. Made. Every time I watch, I, I even My when I watch name. stuff in English, I got <laughs> <I'm about laughs> to say, something I read the bottom because I miss something. Yeah, <laughs> you feel me? So it's really cool to see that. And like the story is just crazy. Like the Paris, especially the Parasite story. You don't. It's a twist and turn every single time.
1: Yeah, it'd be nice to have these movies that we actually need to resonate with. To um actually uh, come out because like I said like like 2007 like you said 2012 perfect time for movies everything was different everything Mm -hmm. was but like when you get to stuff now it's like let's just keep repeating the same thing but just Take a little twist, change the characters up, and just keep bringing it out. Just keep bringing it out. That's gonna be Hollywood forever. Like that's, they've been doing, they were doing that in 2007 or 2012, anyways.
2: And some, and some movies rely on nostalgia too much too. Like, that's all they do is rely, rely on nostalgia. On that, too, like, oh, <laughs> we're gonna bring something back from back then. Everybody's gonna love it. But like, you know what I'm saying?
1: Uh, yeah, and we're we're getting uh, the short end of the stick on that. But um, that was a teen culture segment for you guys. But to transition into the NFL, I mean, we got Week One. Um, just for starters, man, how do you guys feel about your teams? I'll let
2: I'll
3: you, I'll let you Uh, I, I'm happy
1: uh,
2: with, I'm happy with
3: my team, man. Uh Quarterback threw a touchdown. <laughs> man. Your quarterback, your quarterback threw a, a touchdown. Your quarterback threw a touchdown. He did. Yeah, he had one. Shit. Sean <laughs> like Watson, he had a touchdown. He I threw he a ran touchdown. Ran to he threw a touchdown like Harrison Bryant. Like oh, yeah, a, you're yeah. Right, right, you're right, you're uh, right. I know he ran one in. I, sure. I, I I was watching, I watched that game, and, um. I'm happy. Uh, I'm a Dolphins fan. For anybody that doesn't know, and so to see how the Dolphins played was fun. Um, you know, obviously there's always that big. There's been that big stigma since the 2020 draft. You know, mm-hmm. Herbert versus Tua. Always every year they're compared, mm-hmm. and so. Um, our defense didn't show up. Uh, that's that's kind of – I mean, Herbert didn't play great. Uh, he he had a good game, but it wasn't anything spectacular. The run game killed us. Austin Eckler – Yeah, I was about so to say, heavy. Herbert didn't do much anything, in my opinion. But uh, six, you know, they're averaging – I want to say they averaged just about six yards a carry, mm-hmm. which is not sustainable. You can't do that. Yeah. You know, we can't let people do that every single yeah. game. But, you know, they ran all over us. But to see – how Tua played was really big. You know, obviously Tyreek Hill was a big part of that 215 yards uh, mm-hmm. receiving on 11 catches and two touchdowns, but Tua thrown for 466 yards to open the season was really, really fun. Um, watching that game was an emotional roller rollercoaster.
1: I just um, like just got home and I like tuned in. I think it was like 21 to 20 or
3: something like that. Yeah.
1: It's just like firework after firework. I'm like, what is going on?
3: It was just a scary game. Man, Cause like, I mean, uh, the game starts, we get ball first. We we drove on them like so oh quick. Two of them was at the two yard line. I'm like, all right, man. Like that's like all right. <laughs> then they, and then they drive 98 yards, score touchdown. I'm like, all oh, mm-hmm. right, like come on, like this is crazy. I'm like, as soon as that happened, I'm like, yeah, it's about to be a bad
2: game for us. Like that's yeah. a wrap. Somebody texted me. He was like, yo, watch this robbery. I'm like, what are you talking about like, like J C Jackson? Cause, you know, he used to be on the Patriots. I'm like, <laughs> he out there getting worked <laughs> like that, bro. Bro, like, they, you know, bro who, Jackson I forgot like, <laughs> who worked
1: him. I think it was Craycraft was working him. I think even I think Barrows had a look at that. Mm, <laughs> give me that. Give me some of that. J- J. <laughs> Give me some, mm, give me that. Oh, <laughs> hey, everybody man. had a piece of him. I'm yeah. like, yo, get him off the field. I don't know who was worse, JC Jackson or Cl- Chase Claypool. Them oh, boys competing for like worst, worst, worst players hype in ever. Most hype letdowns like ever.
2: 80, he got some money, too. Yeah, he, man. Got, paid and he got paid. Oh my God,
1: four so, years, I think, 80 million.
3: The, the Dolphins didn't have the lead anytime they were on offense. So they were playing from behind every single time that Tua touched the ball. That's and, really you know, so for it was just a really it was a good win for us. Uh, we probably should have won by more. Winning by two was, you know, whatever. We missed an extra point. Two of them with the two yard line. Um, JC Jackson's interception was a blatant pass interference that they missed. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, we probably shouldn't have to do a jump ball to Braxton Berrios, anyways. Why not? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, no, it was really cool. They like said two of one offensive player of the week, which was nice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, and the offensive line was unbelievable. No Teron mm-hmm. Armstead. Yeah, and no, we allowed what I think two pressures, no yeah. touches on two. Yeah, and that's what needs to happen all year. <laughs> because-
1: <laughs> that that would be nice.
3: It's, it's, not, it's, it's You not know possible. it's not sustainable yeah, yeah, yeah. But
1: but the fact that When they went against Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack And they to well, do that and, Shows me that they can do that Well,
3: always. And that's that's really What 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 I mean For when I say You know mm-hmm. like If we could do that Going forward Because when you place Two top pass rushers You know what I'm saying These guys make a lot of money And they're mm-hmm. considered Two of them the best At their position It's the healthiest and, They're going to be all year Yeah exactly It's <laughs> good week one And you know So for us to keep Tua upright And you know Not let him take any big hits Was nice You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying And we really game plan better. I mean, this is a team that they killed us last year. They, I, I forgot that. They, they the,
1: I, I don't even remember that game.
3: They yeah, didn't near eliminated us. From, I mean, that was like Tua's worst game. He was like he was like three for fifteen in the first half. Like we couldn't make was it that completion. Sunday Night Football. I want to say no. Was that
2: the week before the Packers game? It was, it was the
3: week before the Bills game. Bills game. It was uh, Niners, Chargers, Bills, Packers. Uh, oh my like,
1: God, that was a tough stretch for y'all. Ooh. Yeah,
3: we, we we lost to the Niners like by a touchdown, and then we went into L. A. and got smoked because like I said, Tua I think finished like twelve for twenty eight. Yeah, like I, th- that, I think that's,
1: I th- that sounds familiar. I, w- I want to say and, that and Like, Tyreek wrong. had, like, a wide-open <laughs> touchdown, but then he looked at yeah, yeah, th- the play. Yeah, Tyreek oh, yeah, had that yeah. Tough, yeah. At, he had, like, a, tough drive. Yeah, I mean, so, like, I he couldn't he believe couldn't, it. He couldn't find
3: the ball on the lights. and then, It was like it landed, like, behind him almost, I think, and, even. And then, Herber, and then like, Herbert, like, like, threw, like, six incompletions. He was, like, 38 for 44. Best game ever. had his best game ever against us. And that was, like, that was just a tough stretch. Like I said, we were we thought we were going to be a playoff team. We were a playoff team. We thought we would be a better Version of that And you know We kind of played in that So it was cool to get that revenge And play against them And yeah I was really happy with week one.
1: Oh, so we got You know Last week you was at a loss of words Dude Dude couldn't Dude was praying to God All, <laughs> all, all type of higher powers man So After oh, seeing what you've seen In uh week one for the Patriots How you feeling?
2: Um I don't think my prediction changes With the eight and nine I'm glad y'all can see y'all team win You know what I mean <laughs> We might have to wait a few weeks for that But Um Not for real though Um rookies played our young talent played crazy i didn't they was going i couldn't believe it uh, yeah that rookie rookie kendrick Moore, right mm-hmm. <laughs> yo like text me that like yo where is it where kendrick Moore come from like bro he been on the team for three years so you couldn't you wouldn't even know that but um yeah gonzalez keon white um barmore's in his third year now he played great defense played excellent i didn't think we was gonna do them that bad like on defense. Yep. Our offense turned the ball over twice and we lost. Like, can't do that. Like, two mistakes in the mm-hmm. first five minutes of the game yeah. cost us the whole game. Mm-hmm. So, that's kind of why I really. had us. Yeah. yeah, that's why I kind of had us at 89 because, like, we don't have the star power to overturn that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if we turned the ball over twice, end up losing. Uh, you know, we, we really contained a run game, contained their uh, offense. Gazaz did great to go up against A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. So um, I think moving forward, I mean, we got the toughest schedule in the league. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't expect him to guard, you know, everybody, you know, lock, lock down corner. But mm-hmm. you know, I think like I said, our defense is gonna be top five. Comes down to, you know, not turn the ball over. Um, our old lines banged up. I think we're missing. Well, we was missing two stars that game. I think four starters is hurt now. So. Yeah. It's, it's 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 rough confident. out here, man. It's yeah. rough out here.
1: I and mean, well, those week one injuries are always just come in like all this little minor stuff, you know. And once you can play through one, I feel like that's when you start playing for like and, five, six, seven.
2: And then like Devontae Parker's out. Okay, I'm like, all right, you know, DeMario Douglas and and Booty is they gonna play right? Mm-hmm. And then Booty, oh my god, yeah, booty. <laughs> the two toe tap. I'm like, yo, your feet like you can't be as clumsy. Like <laughs> selling my man. It happened twice. You said right? He said, yeah. yeah, it happened on the sideline. It was. A Great throw by Mac. Mac, Mm -hmm. shout out Mac, man. I don't... Some... With the D-line, Jalen – first of all, I don't know how the Eagles got Jalen Carter. Like, I was saying that, but, like, <laughs> now it's in, like, now i seen it. I'm like, yo, like, y'all know they need a defensive tackle. Fletcher Cox is, like, 80 years old. Don't let him go to the Eagles. He goes bro, to the Eagles. Bro, he going crazy. i been in the league not been alive, I feel like. Like, I feel like going crazy, but Boudier had to – he had a back shoulder throw to him, couldn't get both feet, and then at the end of the game, he couldn't drag the other feet in. I'm like, Devontae Parker would have dragged the feet in. So, mm-hmm. something as little as that, but, you know. I think I think we solid performance against the Eagles. Um we're going to have to definitely play that good defensively mm-hmm. against the Dolphins. Um you know, I don't know a Dolphins fan that's confident they're going to win the game, but <laughs> I do know that I don't that. know any of them either. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> any of them, but you know, I think solid performance though, solid. Uh
1: likewise though. I mean, uh we had an early turnover, Jerome Ford for some reason ran the ball 15 times. Uh, don't want to see that anymore. it only put up 30 yards, so don't want to see that anymore. But all in all, uh, we beat my Super Bowl prediction. I had the Bengals win the Super Bowl, and we dominated them. And, I mean, the weather was a factor, but I seen a lot of things I loved, and I think a lot of things that the Bengals fans should be very fearful of. You had, you know, saying you, like I said, we talked about last episode. Eras come in three years, you know, three-year windows. You already had your first two years with Joe Burrow. You got two years only with Jamar Chase. But the first year, ACL tier, second year, Super Bowl appearance. Third year ASC championship loss. Now you're in his fourth year. You know what I'm saying? You actually get into the, the nitty gritty. He just signed this huge deal. He goes out, he has a, one of his worst performances ever. Mm-hmm. Like, even this was even without Jamar Chase. He was even out one of the worst O lines in the league like three years ago. Worst performance ever. Miles um, Garrett getting to him. I mean, he only got sacked twice, but he got pressured, I think, like, 13 times. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he, uh, was, he, unreal. Unreal. he was moving yeah, every single time. Yeah, uh, unreal mm-hmm. amount of time. And this is, like, the Jim Swartz effect, where when Jim Swartz, like, gets a new team of talent and he can unlock that potential, like, you're going to see, like, you're not going to see defensive player of the year on this team. You're going to see five, six, maybe even seven all-pro players, though, yeah. realistically, because our our secondary is strong, like, super strong. The front the front seven got way better, and now that we have uh, Zadarius Smith, who got a lot of pressures, and we got these? We got some of the fast linebackers in the league. Like shout out Troy Fields. Shout out, I don't mean we really are missing another one, Jacob Phillips, but um, really one of the fastest linebacker cores in the league. And the fact that we can go sideline to sideline this fast, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not scared of any. But if we can lock down Jamar Chase and T Higgins like this,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I'm supposed to be scared of George Pickens and Allen Robinson. I yeah no <laughs> nah, no 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 you. way no way. So I like what I seen. Nick Chubb play good. Deshaun Watson. Work in progress. Uh, Mark Cooper didn't play much. Seemed like he was like, in and out of the game. He was right. on the sideline for he a, little a little bit. yeah a little bit.
3: Early on in the game, it looked like he tweaked, Like I don't know if it was like, his hamstring or his mm-hmm. knee. Yeah. He, like, I think he, it was his he, knee. He caught a pass, but it, he fell awkwardly. He slipped. Mm-hmm. And it looked like he took. It, it, he came out of the game a little bit after that. You yeah, so
1: it? offensively, I don't think we're going to pick up any anytime soon. Really. So I know we got the Pittsburgh Steelers this week. I know we got another tough match at week three. And I think we got like, Ravens in there. Niners week six. The game I'm actually going to is a Niners game. Awesome. I mean, like, this is, like, tough defense after tough defense until, like, week nine, I think. So, it's going to be a while before I feel like offense picks up. But our defense, how good we played against one of the best offenses, like, I don't think it's a better offense we're going to play in the next two months compared yeah, to yep. the Bengals. Um, but to get into that, start of the week. I mean, a new segment for you guys, uh, weekly. We're going to have the start of the week for the NFL season. Um, and week one, we get the overreaction. We get the people that's like – Oh, my God, it's the top three quarterback in the league. We got people saying that uh, Mac Jones is future team. We got people saying Joe Burrow is not him, myself. So, uh, for the start of the week, I'll you know, try to be a more positive side of <laughs> things. You can only be writing one word that big, Damien. I know it's one word.
2: You can go, ahead. You go first. I can go first. All right. I'm going to go Jesse Bates. Uh, I mean, he went against a rookie quarterback, so it was like, you know, he was already like one of the best safeties in the league, but, um, you know, I don't want to overreact to say, oh, he just about to change the Falcons' whole defense, but uh, great. I think he had, what, two picks, a forced fumble, like 11, 12 tackles, so he's out there going crazy. I had another choice, but, you know, I'm a Patriots fan. I can't really acknowledge his existence, but (laughs) I think he had three picks on a primetime game. Um, he did okay. Yeah, He did okay, but no, you know, no, he on the wrong team. Team. <laughs> I mean, the wrong team. You wrong know, team. Catch you know, over never, the shoulder <laughs> passes. <laughs> never, never was screaming. Let's right. go to no Jets player like that before. You know, <laughs> you know Ever, Jesse Bates. Bro. I'm gonna definitely give him. You know, I'm gonna give him that player of the week. All right,
3: mine is obvious. Um, Tua. Uh, this is probably his best game, <laughs> game as a pro. <laughs> it's in big letters. Yeah. Um, this is to me probably his best game as a pro. I know a lot of people point to the Ravens game, which was cool to come back win, but as far as command of the offense. Um, the passes he made mm-hmm. seemed like the best that he's made. Um, You could see the progress. He put on a lot of weight in the offseason, a lot of muscle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like some of the passes he made in this game were in, unbelievable. The the 50-yard pass on the run to uh, Tyreek. Ridiculous. Um, on third and 12. um, You know, he made some really, you know, a lot of people's biggest thing with two is he can't get off script. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he got out the pocket and he made some really nice throws outside the pocket, which was nice. And then the touchdown to win the game, basically, to Tyreek was Probably one of, best of the most accurate throws I've ever seen. That's the best of the week. I mean, he literally put the he, that that ball could not have been placed any better if he froze time and put it in Tyreek's pocket. <laughs> literally, I swear. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, there there was definitely some other choices. I know it's I sound like a homer, but it's cool to see your quarterback improve and play well. And so I'm I'm gonna give two of my player of the week.
1: That's nice that I went on two different sides of the ball. Um, but I'm still on the offensive side, and it's gonna be Brandon Ayuk. I mean. Realistically, always have said that Brandon Ayukas is the most talented receiver on this team. I said last year that he is wide receiver one. I know a lot of people still view him as wide receiver two, but there's no way you could look at Debo Samuel and say he's a great wide receiver that commands 10, 12 targets a game. He cannot do that. That's not his role. Uh, he does a lot, but he does not do a lot in the receiving game, like just all by himself. Mm-hmm. But usually, Debo Samuel is a great blocker. He's you know he's pretty wide. He's like two. He's like two ten, and he's he's like one of the best blockers. Uh, Brandon Yuki had two touchdowns, but his best play of the day was when he blocked a guy from behind Chris McCaffrey and ran in front of him to block another guy to, to save that 65-yard touchdown. I mean, you can't ask for a better game on a wide receiver than two touchdowns on one of the strongest defenses for the last decade and one of the best blocks, uh, like, mm-hmm. of the year. Like, I mean, like, lay this dude out. Like, perf- mm-hmm. perfect block. And that's something that Garrett Wilson failed to do for Brees Hall. Oh, I mean, yeah. he's yeah. hands up. Dude's, like, 35 yards on the end zone. I know you you see three Bills players surrounding you, <laughs> like – I ain't gonna wearing lie, blue, man. Blue. Like, what <laughs> I'm saying, they wearing blue. Ain't no way you didn't see him. So, seeing Brian you like just get out in front and just make that block was huge. I know, um, Travis Etm made a huge block too, yeah. same way, like literally. Yeah, like, he, he made a crazy block for, for uh, Dude, Ridley. he outran Calvin Ridley. Yeah, he, like, he made that block first,
3: insane. and then outran Ridley to make the block. <laughs> like that's insane. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna give a shout out to um. The punt returner from the Jets. Oh, that's a really cool story. Out, um, you know, don't don't hate because I know it's a Jets guy, but mm-hmm. um, the story is really cool when you look at it. He was on Hard Knocks, undrafted free agent. Um, mm-hmm. I can't. I think it's Xavier Gibson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Really cool story, man. I mean, this guy scores the game-winning punt return on in overtime on Monday Night Football. I mean, that's a crazy for a man, guy that man. wasn't even <laughs> meant to make the team. To now being, this, you know, you're the main punt returner and you win your team the game. I know that people are talking about tripping and all that, but the, the game's over. It's on. It's decided. Mm-hmm. And that you know, was just a really cool moment to see him make the team in hard knocks, and then to get that moment in your first ever NFL game.
2: Yeah, he, is, he put life back into the building. Yeah, game. were dead in that first. Yeah, yeah. it was.
3: Yeah. It was really, really cool to see that. And you know, like it sucks. Like, you that was know, like I was like the only time we seen him. Yeah, like, because he they really kept really on did, pigs. Did, yeah, <laughs> there was no punks. That was like, the only punt returner felt like, and you know. It sucks to see Aaron Rodgers go down to – you don't want anybody to get hurt, obviously. And it really kills the competition in the AFC East now. The Jets still have a top defense. Mm -hmm. But I can't say that I'm fully in on Zach Wilson winning them games. Out of Zach Wilson. You know, I don't know if they're going to make a move at quarterback or not. But I I really wanted to see the competition between the Dolphins, the Bills, the Jets, the Patriots. And to see now that, you know, the Jets are kind of going to slide down the totem pole because there's no Aaron Rodgers. Mm You know, he's like, you know, the uh, sorry kid to Garrett Wilson. I mean, there's all like yeah. that stuff that goes into it.
1: Yeah, that's pretty sad. But, um, you know, I uh, don't think they'll make a move at quarterback till Monday. Why I say Monday? Because I play the Cowboys on Sunday.
0: Oh, shit.
1: Sure. That's going to be embarrassing. i am be honest with you. Be, it might get my, crazy. It might get insane. I don't even think anybody's going to watch that game because I feel like everybody knows what's going to happen. If Zach goes to prove me wrong, he proved me wrong. But I don't think that man going to throw more than. 150 yards against this team, bro. They are gonna be swarming yeah, a him. Of
3: serious. The
1: the Bills made him swarm around and look ridiculous, and look like he didn't know what, he didn't know his place place on the field at all. For sure, and that's just the common thing was that Wilson, just kind of too antsy, a little bit too ready to get rid of the ball when the the read's not there, and then when he has to go to second read, it so, he his right. he might be the worst so pass right. of the night if he got to go a second read. So, right. Um, but Sunday night football, one of the biggest. Matchups after week one. I mean week one you don't got many too, two good uh, matchups You get a lot of divisional matchups. but week two We got the matchup. We got the mom versus Damian. We got Patriots versus the Dolphins. It's in Miami, right?
3: No, it's no, a New England. New England. Oh, that? We don't got a home game until the week two, until week three. Ooh. Yeah, it, it's tough. Uh, obviously, going into Foxborough anytime is tough. Um, <laughs> I think my the thing I'm most mad about right now is that the Patriots are wearing their all red uniforms and the Dolphins are wearing basic uniforms. We, we're not even wearing our throwbacks. You're not wearing
1: those. Yeah, that's it's like guess, you
3: know that's lame. That's a, that's an all time jersey matchup if we did. Mm-hmm. But um, you know it, it's tough. You know anytime going into Foxborough against the Patriots, you're gonna have a tough game. Mm-hmm. We always play them better in Miami, but um. I think a lot of people are gonna to try to, you know, use the Chargers game as like a, a standard for the Dolphins going forward. Yeah, it's it's not it's not realistic. Um, the Bill Belichick is gonna scheme up something to make sure that Tua can't throw to Tyreek Hill every single yeah, play. Exactly. Uh, Jane Lawada was not fully healthy week one. I don't know how he's gonna be week two. We might have to rely on him more. I really wanna rely on the run game. Um we abandoned the run game completely. I think we ran the ball twelve times. Against the Chargers, mm-hmm. um, which is not sustainable. Tua can't throw the ball every; he so can't throw the ball forty five times a game.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah. as, I mean, he shouldn't either. Yeah, I mean, well, that's
3: like, what I'm saying. So you know, it's not something that we should have to rely on. And that was a big thing that failed us last year was the throwing on third and two, throwing on third and one, run the ball. Yes, those those, ball. Are those, yeah, those crazy same.
1: RPOs for just just for the sake of throwing. Yeah, you know, yeah.
3: we have to run the ball. Um, what I really want to see is just the defense improve. Um, Bill Belichick is going to run the ball. He will run the ball mm-hmm. all day on us if we do what we did against the Chargers, mm-hmm. and we can't allow that. I would like to see the pass rush work a little bit better. We didn't get, we didn't touch Justin Herbert till the fourth quarter. But when y'all did, y'all were killing him. Mean, yeah, y'all when we did, that, we, we got. When, you know, Jalen <laughs> Phillips really showed up at the end. Christian Wilkins really showed up at the end. But I need to see that earlier on. Bradley Chubb felt like a ghost. I didn't see Bradley Chubb. <laughs> I don't know if he was even out there. <laughs> he might have had a half a sack at the end. I, think, last I, think drive. I don't even, think he was
1: even out there, man. I, I think him and Jalen Phillips might have got <laughs> to him
3: at, at one point. But it's I definitely want to see that. And I, I think the offense just really needs to be more balanced this week. Tua is 4-0 against New England. But I can't say that <laughs> that, that means anything. Yeah, you know. yeah.
2: I would piggyback off what you said, though. Um, we – I think – well, I ain't going to say we abandoned the run, but, you know, running into – we had our backup o lineman. I think Ramondre rushed for, like, 16 yards. Zeke ran for, like, 12. Something like that. Something low. Yeah, and he had Matt a Jones too. threw the ball 53 times. I'm like, <laughs> there's, there's no way we're going to win games. Mac Jones throwing the ball 53 times. Exactly. So, we got to definitely – hopefully our O-line is healthy by then. You know, O-line come back. We can run the ball more. Um, hopefully get Devontae Parker back, um, our, our two starting guards back. Hopefully, we can run the ball, like I said, more. I think our defense, you know, obviously, it's going to be hard to stop everything else but Tyreek Hill. We yeah. we go out there and focus on stopping Tyreek Hill. You know, Jalen Waddle has the speed. You know, you guys running back at the speed. You know, everything. Yeah, this is a fast team. So, yeah. it's definitely going to be tough. Um, you know, I can't, you know, oh, we almost beat the Eagles. Eagles are one of the best teams in the league. I can't just say, oh, next week, mm-hmm. we're going to definitely beat everybody else. Yeah, that, that's... So,
3: that's exactly how I look at it. Like I said, yeah. beating the Chargers is one thing. Cool. But yeah, like I said, that's just not sustainable every yeah. single week.
2: That's what I mean. You know, we got, you know, we in New England. Uh, I mean, we just lost in front of Tom Brady. So I don't even know what that means. That might be why anything. they play so good. <laughs> you <me>, know like, what <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean? You got to come every game. know. so, but, you know, Sunday night, you know, we got the jerseys on. We got the motivation. You know, those are the best wins, I, I feel like, in my opinion. Division wins early on in the year. Everybody's healthy for the most part, you know. And then, you know, we play again week 16 or 17. You got yeah. the tiebreaker over us already. So, yeah. Honestly, just establish the run game more. Mac Jones cannot throw the ball 53 times. And defense, again. I'm really hoping to win a You got to win a one-on-one matchups because we got a double-team type kill. Like, yep. somebody got to go out there, guard Waddle one-on-one. Somebody got to go out there, you know, pass rush definitely. We got to be able to send four in four or five and get pressure we yeah can't i'm hoping
3: armstead plays man um like i said no no offense to kendall lamb or anything he played great against Bosa <laughs> and max but obviously armstead is the star left tackle getting him back would be huge i know he's just trying to get in game shape right now he practiced this week which was nice but mm-hmm. i mean if they don't i don't want to rush him back either yep. you know what i'm saying i don't want to have him get hurt and lose him for any longer than we already are mm-hmm. so i mean it'll be a good game um obviously i think you know obviously both of us think our teams are going to win there's really no way to I don't think it'll be a big I think it'll be like a 24-21 game, though. I don't yeah. see a lot of points scored.
2: Something like that.
1: Um. So on my end, it seems like this is like a civil war within the Virtuosos because my Browns taking on Trevor Steelers, and mm-hmm. Trevor is our editor. And, you know, when I, he when I came and edited, I was like, I don't want to talk about it. I'm like, nah, we're going to talk about it. Like, what's going on? Like, yeah, look, yeah, look like the team – that y'all yeah, were last year But this is the 49ers And it's like Whoa If you go by that If you go by that You know what I'm saying and you just feel like, all right, we're playing against – let's say they play against the Eagles in, like, week six. All right, we're going to lose the Eagles. You can't have that mindset. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got to go out there and compete. And yep. if they win that – I'm sure they didn't go in that game being like, oh, it's great, the 49ers are going to kill us. Mm-hmm. No, that's mm-hmm. definitely not what they were thinking going into They league. couldn't have expected what they, they, what they did. Exactly. Yeah. Like, the 49ers completely shut that team down. Um, Trent Williams I, was
3: saying he wished <laughs> they could hold the ball longer. Yeah, hold the ball. Yeah. ball. Yeah. Trent Williams great. was really saying, I'm out of breath. Like, I wish they yeah. would get more than a three <laughs> and <laughs> out. Like, <you> know,
1: <laughs> it was so bad. I don't even remember – who scored for the Steelers? Uh, honestly, I thought it was Najee Harris, but it wasn't. Not yeah, so, <laughs> I, I couldn't man. tell you who. It who wasn't scored.
3: Pickens. It wasn't Johnson. I don't know. I don't know who scored. Yeah, there, too, I have so. no idea. So, um,
1: to go off that, I mean, like you lose Deontay Johnson. I know it just came up to his conflicting reports, either day to day, week to week to week, whatever the case may be. They need some, they need Deontay Johnson. They need every playmaker they can get because the way we just did the Bengals is telling me that. They're gonna prioritize pass rush. Pass rush, pass rush. Mm-hmm. George Pickens does not win one on ones often. That's not gonna happen. Allen Robinson, thirty plus. You know what I'm saying? He's he's not gonna beat man. you. If he beats if he beats us, so be it. But I think we'll hinge on the fact that we'll we'll literally one on one on one everybody man coverage and we blitz in five, blitz in six even because realistically I don't think the Steelers have any chance to pick up. Any wins until they actually start getting into that flow of games where they know, really know what they got with Kenny Pickett. He only started, what, 10 games, I want to say, yeah, last, last year? year. He, didn't play a lot. he only threw seven touchdowns. This man's not this. Gunslinger going out there. And if, you, if you're if he's down the game, down by two touchdowns, almost can't forget about it realistically, especially without one of your target hogs where you get him like the six yard out or like the, the slant and you get the first down. Um, like He don't have that. He doesn't have that at all.
3: I, I also kind of contributed to um, I know a lot of Steelers fans talk about it. Uh, Matt Canada is just not. Oh, he's uh, awful. Yeah. It, it's it's just like tough, man. He's awful. The, the run, run pass, run, run pass. I mean, if, <laughs> I'm not saying, you know, Najee Harris actually looked good when he ran the ball on Sunday. He yeah. averaged five yards a carry. Mm-hmm. But he only ran the ball like eight times because they were down so early. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So the, the run, run, pass, and then, you know, especially early on, you got to – it's a passing league, man. You have yeah. to be able to pass the ball mm-hmm. and score quick because yeah. if you can't score quick, then that running stuff ain't going to work. Yeah, know? exactly. Especially if you want to be a run-first team. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's clearly what they want to do. Jalen Warren and Najee Harris, they're, they're good backs. But you're for they to say how you say when you force Kenny Pickett into a into – a, Firefight or gunfight, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. you know, you're probably not gonna do very good. He don't know how to reload it. He just mm-hmm. he's just sitting there with yeah, a gun. Yeah, it's, and it's it. tough, and, and it's not like I said he doesn't he doesn't have a lack of weapons. George Piggins, obviously, people expect big things. Fryer moves the top tight end. Mm-hmm. I said De- losing Deontay hurts really bad, but yes, huge. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I mean I mean their defense was you know was decent. TJ uh, had three sacks. TJ Watt got to the quarterback, but I know for a fact that Hayward's out. Hayward's out for weeks. Yeah, Hayward's out for eight weeks. Patrick Peterson said he had the tells and got killed. So yeah, I he mean, said he said he was getting a pick on Purdy. Uh, Look yeah, at Purdy's stat I mean, line. I don't see no pick there. It's tough, man. Yeah, it's tough for Steelers fans. I mean, like you know, you know Chris Ewing. I work with Chris Ewing. We were talking about it too, mm-hmm. where it's like you know, Steelers are in a tough spot. I mean, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? If their offense ain't clicking, their defense can't save them. Yeah, they're
1: players, they're in purgatory. Really, yeah. they have a quarterback they don't believe in yet. They got a running back who's about to get due for a contract soon. They got wide receivers who really don't create too much space. So you got a back, well, I say bad quarterback, but quarterback that's struggling with wide receivers don't get separation. Your defense is only getting older and older. Cam Hayward's been in this team for how long? He's like
3: 34 now. You know 34, 35. I mean, now he's got a groin injury. I yep. mean, that's that's tough. That's yep. not what you want to hear about. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, Highsmith
1: is great. That's a great pickup for them. But mm, TJ yeah. Watt, on the other hand.
3: I guess that rookie they got, too. I mean, they they, they draft great <laughs> pass rushers, mm-hmm. but it's it's everything else. You yeah. know
1: what I'm saying? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, you you, you have to find the you're you know, you're, that you're
3: rolling out average corners because you have such a good pass rush. <laughs> you can't be doing you that. You can't either. do that. It's a <laughs> passing league. If your rush isn't getting there, Patrick Peterson can't save you. Every, James so Pierre saying. can't save you. Like, you yeah. know and saying? they lost uh, Cameron Sutton. I want to yeah, say. they came with yeah. the Lions. Yeah. So yep. and, so, and Minka's only a safety. So yeah, you know yeah, saying? Can he can only, only so saved them so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the way I'm looking at
1: it, uh, if I had to say, I think we beat the Steelers by two scores. I don't think it's going to be. I don't want to say it's going to be a blowout because we really don't play the Steelers well ever in history. That's just history being history as it is. I mean, it's not a big deal if we don't play them good. Five years ago, I just care about today. i Well, I should say Monday, but. I only care about what's happening now, and the way I look at it, we beat them everywhere. Their quarterback is better, running backs better, wide receivers are better, tight ends better, lines better, D lines better. Our linebackers—I mean, if you count TJ Wise linebacker—they got us. Secondary, we got them. I mean, yeah. We're literally better on top to bottom. There's no reason we shouldn't win this game, which is probably leading to Steelers probably upsetting us most likely because we have a chance to go two and zero. We have been two and zero. God knows how long I'm telling you. Like it's been so long.
3: Toronto Armstead just practiced again today. Ooh. And he's out of the contact jersey. Let's go on here. I love that. Out the contact jersey. Let's go, man. I needed that.
1: You guys, got anything else to add?
3: No, man. Nah, this is, man. This is cool. I think I think I got
2: I to I think I got to redo my outro. All right. Uh, I got a motivational quote, man. All right. You gonna do
1: the outro? Man, it's gonna be it's gonna be horrible, and they gonna wonder where you was at next week. And you had an appointment. <laughs> He actually had to get a
2: tattoo next week. He had to you know get I mean? it. So look, motivational quote right here, right? I got you. Let's go. All right. When life gives you lemons, don't make lemonade. You gotta ask that person, like, yo, where's the oranges and apples at? That's
1: the worst quote I heard of all time. <laughs> yeah, shut it down. No. <laughs> that being said, thank you guys so much, and have a good one.
0: Boy, this went crazy.